the UK's largest kids' activities directory, helping you find clubs and activities for newborns to 18 years. Visit our website www.clubhubuk.co.uk or download our free app on the App Store or Google Play. This episode is sponsored by Karis Keneally, who helps children's activity and service providers to approach schools and nurseries without cold calling so they can grow their business with confidence and have a bigger impact on children's lives. You can get in touch with Karis via her website, www.kariskeneally.com. My name is Tessa Robinson and welcome to the Club Hub podcast, bringing you all the latest news and stories from the kids' activities industry. Today we are talking to Hannah from Music Squad. Music Squad does things differently and they're on a mission to make music making accessible and joyful for every child. From their groundbreaking books, fresh approach and their obsession with music making, they are constantly trying to find more ways to make learning an instrument as fun and joyful as it should be. Hello, Hannah. How are you? Yes, I'm really good, thank you. How are you, Tessa? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, thank you. So I have to say straight away, um, I absolutely love your website. I was, whilst I was browsing, kind of thinking of questions to ask you, I thought, this is great. Um, Did you create it? Not personally, no. I'm not that (laughs) clever. (laughs) So I used a design agency who were absolutely brilliant. They did all my branding for me and then they built the website as well. So I can't take credit for it, but I am happy with it. <laughs> yeah, you should be. It's it's great. Well, yeah, you should definitely ask them kind of if you can give recommendations and you can get money off of like other stuff that they do for you. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely should. I gave them the brief of that it needs to be, you know, fun and a bit bold and a bit different. And I, yeah, they absolutely smashed it. <laughs> Yay. Oh, it's so good when those things happen. You're like, <laughs> oh, phew. <laughs> so firstly I do have to say I have already interviewed one of your family members in a club hub podcast do you want to tell me a bit more about who that was yes so that's my mum (laughs) um mum runs the rhythm time franchise rhythm time cheshire limited um and yeah she's been running it from home for ages well 21 years or it's 21 this year so um for a large part of my lifetime uh, yeah, yeah I, went to the, I went to the first ever Rhythm Time class back in Stolly Hall when I was five. So it's kind of a bit of a family thing. Oh, do you remember that then? Do you remember going to that class? God, no, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, no I was thinking, I don't remember that kind of stuff when I was <laughs> no. that age. No, apparently I went to the first class, not that I can remember. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And what do you think about, like, do you think your mum will just go on forever and just do it, like, you know, and she, she won't ever retire? Yeah. I don't know what her plans are. I think she'll find it hard to step away if she ever does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I dread the day when she retires because she's so she's been so busy with it for a long time. I don't think she'll know what to do with herself and she if she does ever finally give it up. No, she'll need a, a proper hobby. She'll yeah. need she'll need to when she retires, she'll need to think of like a yeah, like a proper hobby to start. <laughs> so what was your childhood like growing up in a musical family? Yeah, it was noisy, it was loud. <laughs> Um, but it's only mum and I that are really musical actually uh, so I went to the first of the time class and then started learning the piano when I was five so Aww. I've been doing music for a really long time dad is absolutely tone deaf so doesn't join in in any way he's forbidden from doing so <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> my brother was um, 
encouraged to learn lots of different instruments but never really pursued it so it was just mum and I really that were very musical but it was, yeah, it was a very noisy household which was was really nice. So you could have learned any instrument I guess why was it the piano that you just kind of started with and kept going? <laughs> yeah I don't know really mum first introduced me to the piano um, and I just kind of loved it it I, 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 yeah I didn't really make an active decision but I think it's as a first instrument to start learning I think it's absolutely brilliant because it's it gives you such good grounding into like musical theory and because you're playing chords you really understand when you play the piano what music's all about and how it works um and then of course because you're learning to read both both clefs as well because you have a different musical stave for the right hand that you do for the left hand so when you play the piano you learn to read both so it's really easy to then go on and pick up other instruments so when I was in year four to say about eight or nine I picked up the clarinet and and then started learning that quite quickly and then moved on to the saxophone as well but it all came from the kind of the solid grounding of the piano um so I am obviously a bit biased because I'm a pianist and I love the piano most um but I do think it is the the best first instrument to start with yeah definitely I um I started learning the violin when I was four but then um I learned uh, I started learning the piano from when I was seven and I think when I started learning the piano uh, later it kind of all made a little bit more sense so yeah. when I was learning all the where all the notes went on the violin I was like oh that's that note and that's that mm. note it's kind of yeah I guess the theory for it makes more sense exactly and it's a bit more visual as well on the piano you can see the ascension of notes and that it's a up to a and then repeats itself it's it's all very visual yeah it's more difficult though I have to say I, <laughs> it took me I, th I had I think I had quite little hands when I was growing up so it took me a little while for like my like pinkies to get to like the different notes <laughs> yeah well you've chosen some pretty difficult instruments there because um piano and strings are the hardest to learn are they I wonder why that is I think well piano there's a lot going on you've got both hands um and then the stringed instruments it's it's difficult to get the right if you hit an A on the piano it's an A but it's very difficult to hit an A on the violin yeah it's not quite as simple yeah I guess so but in my head I guess because I was learning the violin and the piano in my head instruments like saxophone and clarinet as you said all those types of ones were like whoa that's way too hard <laughs> you could probably pick those up really easily now yeah maybe maybe in like a, a, well maybe that would be like a new hobby in a couple of years when I get some time yeah. to just like do other things I'll be like oh I'm gonna learn the saxophone yeah. <laughs> I always think the sax is quite a cool instrument yeah my brother played it for a little little bit when he was in secondary school and he came home and learned how to play the Flintstones you know yeah. the Flintstones theme tune du, 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 that one and I was like oh that's cool yeah <laughs> So um, tell me more about Music Squad. How did the idea come about? So I've had the idea for a really long time. So I did music at uni um, and then went on to be a full-time piano teacher in primary schools. That was my first job post uni. Um, and I was self-employed, but sent into a school by a service provider that, that provided piano lessons in schools in the area in the daytime. And then in the evening that I was a private teacher. Um, and I just found that they were missing a trick. Music's brought me so much joy and friendship and adventure in my life that I felt like the lessons were really not giving that to people. Like it was just, there was no passion and there was no energy in the lessons. Um, 
people were having their lessons and then going home and practicing at home and they were never escaping that one dimensionalness and never making music with other people, never performing. Um, I felt that the, the approach was all a bit, a bit stuffy and a bit formal and it wasn't very silly or fun and like all the magic and silliness and like all that good stuff that music brought me, I didn't think we were getting across to the children. Um, the material as well was a bit dull and unimaginative. Um, and I always just thought it was missing a trick and wanted to make it better, basically. And, and I think music in schools or peripatetic instrumental teaching in schools has got a bit of a rep for not being as good a quality as private lessons. Um, and in my experience then, I, it was living up to its rep. It was less, there was less equality. And I just thought it doesn't need to be less equality. It can just be as exciting and as good quality. And, and why does it need to be like that? So I always wanted to do it better and to inject all that fun and that passion into it. Um, it wasn't quite the right time in my life to start making a business. I'd just done a music degree, which was absolutely amazing it was like being a professional musician for three years but without having to make any money from it which was <laughs> brilliant um but I didn't know anything about anything basically <laughs> I didn't know anything about business I just knew about music and about education I knew how to compose and how to perform but I didn't know anything about running a business so I, I got a corporate role I joined a grad scheme um and then I worked my way around various functions of that of that business for six years um always knowing that I wanted to go back to music and wanted to go back to that purpose and share all of that good stuff that it had given me with other people. Um, but I was just kind of waiting for the right time. And then, um, and then lockdown hit, March 2020, lockdown came. Um, and it all gave us all a bit of a chance to reevaluate our purpose and um, have a little think about our priorities and where we're going. So it just felt like the right time to, to have a think about what I'd thought about previously about uh, piano lessons in primary schools, but in fact, all instrumental tuition. Um, so I did a bit of research on, okay, I've not been part of the game for a long time. What, how has the landscape changed? Has, has it improved? Um, and there's so much good stuff going on in schools with music, but, but still, I still, the material, there was no new material. I thought that's still unimaginative and a bit naff some of it sometimes. And I, there was no new service providers. They all seemed to be, it hadn't changed very much. So I felt like, it's, it was the perfect time. So um, I started writing um, two tuition books aimed at five to 11 year olds, started with the material side of it. Um, so we've got our own tuition books that are perfectly placed to um, bring out the creativity in everyone. They're full of duets, full of improvisations. Uh, they speak directly to the student saying, student, this is, well, what do you want to do about this? Do you fancy doing this rather than having notes to the teacher? Um, so written our own books and then I made a start on the branding and as you mentioned the website um, so it's been a bit of um, a project for me over lockdown finally coming to fruition after all those years wanting to do it um, and yeah we're in a brilliant position now to be launching in September. Oh that's awesome yeah I have to say I it was nothing against my piano teacher my piano teacher was like my mum's best friend well still is so um uh, when I was learning all the stuff, it was all kind of exam books. Mm. So like the um, association uh, accredited board, um, yeah, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, as soon as I finished a grade, I would maybe do like one piece and then I'd go on to the next book and then I'd go on to the next book. And it was kind of just well like that. And by the time I got to like grade five, actually I think it might've been grade six because I did the theory for the grade six. 
I um I said to my piano teacher, so I don't think I want to do this anymore. Like, not that I've lost interest in it. Mm. I just want to learn the famous pieces. I want to yeah. learn <laughs> yeah. like the Pride and Prejudice um theme tune, and I want to learn. Oh, what was it at the time? There was another one by um uh Chopin that I've oh, oh, I've forgotten the name of it, but it was a really famous one. And there was another one. Um, oh, like Adele at the time, Adele was really popular, and I wanted mm. to learn hometown. Oh, um, oh, what's it called? Hometown Glory? Um, that song, basically. Uh, From my hometown, that one. And mm. um, and she was like, yeah. Like, she spoke to my mum and we stopped doing the exams. And um, I only did it for maybe a year after that. And I finished when I was uh, 18. But, um, but yeah, I had all the, the kind of the way of how to, to play the, the, the um, I knew how to play the piano by then, you know, mm. how it all worked. But yeah, it really is all about what you're learning. And if you've created these books, that's going to be a complete game changer. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. So do they, so you say it's got duets and you say it's got kind of, you know, different things that they can learn. How did you put that together? Did you go to a publisher? So they are being published. Yeah, they're being published by an independent children's book publisher down in Dorset, um, who've been really helpful in, in pulling them together. Um, but I've just, I used to teach with the same books that I learned with when I was five, which clearly they're very timeless because they're, they're about what, 50 years old now, those books. And, and they're brilliant, obviously doing, doing a lot of people a lot of good, but, um, there's no silliness in them. And all the illustrations are like teddy bears and kind of children stuff. That's a bit naff children. And so these books that, um, I've written, they're silly. They're really silly. The lyrics are odd. the lyrics are strange they're full of weird illustrations the the styles of pieces um about 50 percent of them have got duets for the teachers to play along which kind of brings what the children are playing to life a bit more and they're they're funny some of them are a bit jazzy some of them are a bit poppy some of them are a bit classical I'm not shunning classical music at all I absolutely love it and I would encourage any child to learn it yeah Um, it's not about saying no to classical at all um, hmm. But they're all all the styles of music in the books are it's just really varied. Yeah, um, yeah, it's what you need. It's definitely a very very good idea. I have to congratulate on you yeah. on that. It's a very good idea. Thinking about it now, I'm like, hmm, yeah, that's definitely a big yeah. gap in the market for that. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, and once you get past prep test level, once you start working your way through the exams, there's an absolute plethora of amazing repertoire. Pianists and anyone learning piano is so lucky because there's so much music and so much material. Um, it's brilliant, but it is that gap for me from for young learners like age five to eleven, starting at day one and working up to prep test. There's no complete course that's fun and silly and that takes you through that entire journey. So there's some that take you about seventy percent of the way there, but then you've kind of got a really big jump or or you've got to kind of fudge your way to the prep test level with some other material. But these take you, the learner, across the two books from the very first day to the end of the second book, you are ready to do your prep test if you fancy it. If you don't fancy doing your prep test, then no problem. And prep test is, I keep saying that phrase thinking that everyone in the world knows what it is. (laughs) But (laughs) it's basically like grade half. It takes quite a long time to get to to grade one, especially for... The piano because it's a difficult instrument and especially for small learners um 
So prep test is an informal introduction to how an exam works, basically. And you don't get marks, but you just get a really inspiring, congratulating uh, written report at the end of the lesson saying you're doing brilliantly, carry on. Yeah. So it's a, like an <laughs> informal introduction to get everyone, everyone on their way. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't think I did that. I can't even remember that. I must have only been about six or seven um, when I did that. <laughs> so what um, is it kind of schools that you're mainly in or is it um, kind of one to one public classes that you want to do? So the primary offering at the music of at the moment of Music Squad is one to one piano tuition in primary schools. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of the main thing. We also do a keyboard squad, which is an after the after school keyboard club. Um, oh, that is, must be manic. How do you do that? <laughs> it's a bit carnage, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's kind of a bit more accessible. If you're not sure you want to commit to the one-to-one -one lessons or you're not sure your child's interested, or perhaps you just want to have a more informal introduction to music making, then it's more of a group informal setting and it's just a bit of fun. But the, the primary offering of Music Squad at the minute is, is the one-to-one piano tuition yeah. in primary schools yeah and do you kind of want to do um want to teach other instruments in the future or do you think it's kind of just the piano lessons that you want to do I guess it's more about who kind of joins your team and who kind of helps you out yeah absolutely um and I'd love to branch into other instruments for sure um I might struggle to write tuition books for any other instruments <laughs> oh yeah to... I didn't think about that bit <laughs> might have to get somebody else to do that for me uh, but I'd absolutely love to to branch out into other instruments yeah I think sure. also children kind of uh, parents that might be interested in you know your lessons and piano lessons they might not be musical they might not have any you know parents or grandparents or um, aunts and uncles or anyone who doesn't play any musical instrument but they're like oh I'd love my child to, to learn piano um, explain a little bit about how they would like initially learn because there might be some parents out there who are really scared and well not scared but they're really kind of like oh my goodness this is just going to be a huge mountain to climb and they're never going to get there explain a little bit about what the very 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 basics of um kind of piano learning is right at the beginning um so it's so much different stuff yeah it's like I guess it's it's kind of I kind of want to tell everyone listening that it is an opportunity for everybody and that even if you're not in a musical family you can definitely you know just do it absolutely and I think that's one of the things that I'm trying to strive to achieve with music squad is that as you said just then learning an instrument for a non-musical parent getting your getting your child involved in an instrument if you're not musical can be really daunting and intimidating because as I just said there I was referring to the prep test like everybody knew what it was but but they don't and it can often be quite um exclusive as well so with music squad I, I'm really striving to make it as as accessible and as inclusive as possible getting rid of that kind of stuffiness and the the, the perception that's a bit daunting and, and just making it silly and accessible for everybody and that's the things you don't need to be musical at home to support your child learning an instrument listening to them and encouraging them and saying that it sounds amazing which of course it may or may not do but, <laughs> <laughs> but just saying that they sound brilliant is all that it needs that's all you don't need to be musical 
at all to, to support your child learning an instrument. So it, I, I would, yeah, I'd love it to be in, as inclusive as possible for as many children as possible. Yeah. And what are your plans for the future, Hannah? What what are your kind of goals over the next year for Music Squad? So you're just starting out. You're, you're a brand new business, really. Yeah, totally at the start of our journey. Um, I'm really just happy to evolve in whatever way the business evolves with I've got a very clear purpose and that purpose is I want to spread the joy and the friendship and the adventure and all that good stuff that music has brought me in my life with as many children as possible that's my purpose that's my sole aim and in whatever way that it comes that that I can do that then I'm then I'm all for it um I'd, yeah I'd love to get into as many schools as possible teaching as many children as possible the one-to-one -one piano I'd love to grow the keyboard squad more I'd love to move into other instruments um further down the line so at the minute we're just operating or we will in September be operating in the northwest further down the line I'd love to franchise it out into other areas of the country um I really think that music squad is in a perfect position to fill as we've already talked about that gap in the market and just really revolutionizing what it means to learn a musical instrument and to make children fall in love with making a musical instrument um and but yeah so basically my overarching ambition is to, to deliver that to as many children as possible yeah and uh, yeah I, I really uh, wish you luck uh, with the books i'm definitely gonna have a look will they be available on your website because I, I would love to have a look at your books so at the minute they're only available exclusively to music squad students i see of course oh so, well that's another thing you can think about you can you know sell them on amazon or yeah <laughs> <laughs> or tessa you could join the squad <laughs> oh yeah that's cool <laughs> and get your own book <laughs> uh, will you that's a um, another question i've just i've just had um will you be doing the exams with the kids or will it be just purely you know teach the books and and doing that totally up to them yeah totally up to them i don't want to dictate anybody's musical journey yeah. i want the students and the child to be totally in control of whatever they're doing and if they want to do the prep test at the end of the second book then we are more than happy to support them through that and facilitate that for them i personally think that exams are a really really good way to focus um focus on your development and recognize your development and how far you've come um they give people something to work towards and to say that look i've reached this standard of playing congratulations i think they're really good for that but if you don't want it simply if you don't want to do them then no pressure so yeah more than happy to support people through them and we'd love to do that but totally up to them yeah and is it just primary school children that you want to kind of teach the ones from reception up to year six yeah exactly so I think, yeah, I think, well, I started learning piano when I was five, your hands are big enough, you can concentrate for 20 minutes, just about. Um, so it's a perfect time to learn. And children, I mean, you know this more than anyone, they're like sponges, they absorb so much information. So the younger that you start, the kind of the easier you pick it up and, and, and easier it is to fall in love with it when, when you're younger. Oh, yeah, amazing. And do you still play? Do you have a piano in your house that you kind of go to and play yourself? Yeah, we do have a piano um, and I do play it all the time. I think particularly over lockdown, we all have these tools, right, where we need a bit of escapism or we want to relax. Or we want to chill. Some people, a lot of people bake banana bread during lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> some, people, <laughs> some people do running. Some people do yoga. Everyone's got kind of their their tool, their thing that they go to. But 
piano that's that's my tool that's what if I need to chill out or relax or just want a bit of me time instead of watching Netflix or instead of doing something like that I'll go and play the piano and I'll feel a million times better at the end of it and it's that kind of that is such a powerful amazing tool that's what I want to give to other people it's that lifelong passion the thing that you can always go back to when you need it it'll always be there so yeah um, yeah. yeah I'm quite jealous actually my piano I moved uh, to Kent three years ago and my house isn't quite big enough for a piano and my piano's at my parents house well it's one of those baby grand ones so that, so it's quite big in, in the dining room yeah. and when I moved here and I was like oh I need a piano but there's just no room for it because <laughs> I, I would want like a proper mm. you know a big big like baby grand one um so so yeah whenever I kind of go over I look at it and I go oh I'm just gonna pop onto the piano and just play a little tune <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So oh, yeah, I'll... I'm definitely jealous of you doing that over lockdown. <laughs> well, it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you, Hannah, and hearing all about Music Squad. Um, the, is it just in, so it's just in Cheshire that you're doing at the moment? It's in the northwest, so it's Cheshire and Manchester. Oh, awesome. So if there are any parents in, in Cheshire and Manchester who are interested in, in getting in touch with you or any, you know, teachers or anyone who kind of wants to join your team, um, how can they do that? Do they go to your website? Yeah, absolutely. Whether, whether you're a school or a, teach, or a teacher or, or you're looking for, uh, you want to teach, help us to teach the piano or a parent, yeah, we'd absolutely love to hear from you. So the website is musicsquad.co.uk. Um, and on there is all the contact details. You can ring us, email us, or WhatsApp us, give us a text, um, or drop it, drop us a note on the on the on the contact forms on the website. But yeah, we'd absolutely love to hear from you. Yeah, and if yeah, definitely, if there's any teachers listening who are in primary schools, any primary school teachers who are listening to Hannah and go, oh, I'd love Hannah to come in and and start doing music lessons in our school. Please do get in touch. I think it's it's such an amazing thing to have in your school, and and that's what's been missed a tiny bit maybe during lockdown and during COVID is that these kids have missed out on English. They've missed on out mm. on maths. They've missed out hugely on those you know you know core. Well, yeah, core subjects, but they've also missed out on music, on drama, on, on PE, all those ones that are so important. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny, isn't it? Because they're often deprioritised just at the time when we need the most, the arts <laughs> and those creative subjects. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a shame that they don't. Well, I'm. I, I, there are some schools like my mum was a music teacher, primary school music teacher. Uh, she retired a few years ago now, but her school was amazing. They did, you know, um, music concerts all the time. They all, you know, played recorder, played mm. violin. All um, they all um, did like year six leavers play with like a big musical cast and numbers and stuff and so I do really encourage all primary schools to really kind of just tap into their music side. That's the thing and every primary school has such a different music scene. Um, some people have a thriving musical community and specialist music leads or perhaps even um, a music specialist that isn't a teacher but just goes in to deliver music and then there's such a broad spectrum but whether you're looking to revamp what you do completely or whether you're just looking to uh, I don't know, another service provider to come and complement what you're already doing if you've already got loads going on, then we'd absolutely love to support schools either way, whether it's there at the start of that musical journey and just revolutionising what music looks like in their school, or whether it's they've already got a really sophisticated setup of loads of stuff going on. 
we'd yeah. absolutely love to support and a lot of the schools that we've already got in touch with at the so far have said um wow that's really interesting but can you do this for us as well or thought <laughs> about doing this too so it's already kind of evolving in in terms of what the different schools need um and one of the things about music squad that tries to be different from other, other providers as well is the getting out of that one-dimensional cycle of having your lesson and then practicing at home and getting mm. children making music with other people and performing in 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 e- even in a really informal sense so even if it's a performance to their teacher at the end of the lesson or to four of the children at break time or all the way up to an end of year music squad concert at the end of term we would love to bring that to life for, for your school and support your school in, in whatever way in whatever way that wants to look you want that to look like yeah oh god the practicing my yeah. mum I, re- I remember getting home from school and being exhausted and just wanting a snack and my mum would be like Tessa practice practice your piano practice your violin and it would always be that one time where I'm just not in the mood even though I probably was in the mood lots of other times <laughs> yeah it's the p word everyone hates it <laughs> but but it doesn't need to be a chore and, and that's the yeah. thing Music, learning musical instrument can often be seen as that repetitive chore of your lesson go home your mum nags you to practice you don't want to you have an argument you go back to your lesson repeat cycle yeah. and it doesn't need to be like that it's so it can be so joyful and exciting that yeah that's what I want to, to teach everyone and give everyone that that lifelong passion that it's, it's not a chore it's a it's a joy and it's a privilege yeah well I do wish you all the luck in the world Hannah it sounds like an amazing business and I really really hope it goes well for you you're just at the start of your yeah. journey <laughs> unlike your mum who's been doing it for so many years well hopefully that's 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 what it is is that because your mum has had such a successful you know business of her own with music that you'll just have exactly the same well it's definitely been the perfect grounding for me watching mum run the business from home um I've learned so much from her so I mean if it's even half as successful other than time Cheshire's been then that would be brilliant in itself so let's yeah. see oh that's what her hobby can be when she retires she could just come and help you do you know what she has been saying that <laughs> not sure whether I really want to take her up on that offer yet not sure whether we're ready to mm. work together <laughs> mm, maybe uh, maybe something to think about <laughs> don't tell her I said that no, I won't. I won't. Um, so yeah, Hannah, I always end with a question and um, in the Club Hub podcast, and that is, what's the best thing about being a kids activity provider? So I just touched on it then, but it's giving people that lifelong passion, definitely. Mm. And that isn't the purpose, everything that is the driving force behind what I'm doing. It's about driving force behind Music Squad, giving people that passion that lifelong passion and that tool to always fall back on always go to you hear so many adults say oh I wish I'd learn or oh I'd love to pick it up when I retire yeah and so it's giving people giving people that tool and that lifelong passion that's the best yeah. thing about it oh yeah it's my aunt well when my brother was learning saxophone my aunt who is um uh, well quite a lot older than him (laughs) she's retired and she was like oh I want to learn the saxophone so that's what she did she uh, borrowed my brother's um saxophone and started learning that so so that's the thing is that it doesn't matter if you're not in a musical family it doesn't matter if you are just just have a go and and just yeah see if it it works for you and if the piano doesn't work then maybe just try a different instrument absolutely 
Well, it's been fantastic talking to you, Hannah. I've loved hearing all about Music Squad. And yeah, I definitely kind of want one of those books because they sound amazing. (laughs) Join the squad, Tessa. We'd love to have you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'd love to. Um, So, yeah, as Hannah said, if anyone's interested, please go and visit her website and um, and get in touch with her. Um, So, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. This episode is sponsored by Keris Keneally, who helps children's activity and service providers to approach schools and nurseries without cold calling, so they can grow their business with confidence and have a bigger impact on children's lives. You can get in touch with Keris via her website, www.keriskeneally.com.